If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, I'm Megan Segura. And I'm Eric J. Mack. And this is The Daily Dish, Bravo's official podcast. So recently, Eric and I got the chance to make a guest appearance on the No Filter podcast hosted by comedian and writer... Zach Peter. Yes, some of you guys might remember The Daily Dish was featured in an entertainment podcast roundup on Pop Sugar, and Zach was the one who wrote the article. For the episode, we got the chance to recap the top 10 Bravo headlines of 2019. We talked about topics like the Vanderpump Rules cast, growing up and buying homes, Countess Luann's cabaret performances, of course, Bethany Frankel leaving the cast of Real Housewives of New York City, and if we think that Lisa Vanderpump will ever return to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We were actually bartenders during Lisa Vanderpump's last appearance on Watch What Happens Live as a Real Housewife. So we had a lot to say about that topic. You guys will get to hear a little bit of what Ken Todd said to us that night that pretty much hinted that she was going to be leaving the show. Plus, we also debate, which may have been my favorite topic, which housewife has the hottest husband. Let's take a listen to that interview. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, and really cute selfies. So we've officially entered the holiday season, and to celebrate, we're highlighting Santa's greatest gift to the world, which is Bravo TV. It's Bravo Week here at Hashtag No Filter. So all week long, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna be bringing on reality TV junkies here to dish on all the gems from a Bravo land. And what better way to kick things off than with the hosts of the Daily Dish themselves? Please welcome my very special guests, Eric McIntyre and Megan Segura. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. How are you guys? Fabulous. How are Good. you? How is the East Coast weather treating you? Oh. Too cold. I'm not happy. <laughs> I mean, it's like 65 in LA and I'm freezing. I feel like I'm in a snowstorm. <laughs> oh, stop bragging. It's like, 
It's like 35 here. <laughs> oh, I don't. I, I, I'm not jealous. I'm in my I'm in my cozy warm apartment right now. Um, today's drink of the week is a cranberry mojito ho ho ho, which can be found in my new hack your hangover holiday survival guide, filled with tips, tricks, and recipes to help you slay all day this holiday season. It's a fresh mojito with a festive twist of cranberry, sweetened with pure cane, and it's oh so yummy. You guys can download it now for free at theadultingpodcast.com. All right, Eric, Megan, are you guys ready? Because I feel like we're at the end of the year. And I wanted to do a, a recap of the top 10 biggest headlines from Bravo Land. And since you guys are always like you have the tea hot and ready to spill on the Daily Dish, I feel like you guys would be the best equipped to help me break down the biggest news stories. That oh, I'm excited. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Why don't we kick the first one off? So BravoCon just happened. You guys were there, right? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like it was so hyped up online and everybody, especially all of us here on the West Coast, were like, oh my God, we want to get like, it's Bravo's first like big IRL event. And so many Bravo celebrities were there. Would you say that it lived up to all of the hype? I mean... I would say absolutely. It really ended up being such a major success. And, you know, going in, a lot of us, we really didn't know what to expect because it was the first one ever. So we were like, what is this going to be like? You know, you really never know until you're on the ground and you're there and you're kind of in the energy and you see all of the people who are attending and you see all the Bravo celebrities. So we were super hyped, I mean, going into it regardless, because we had our very first ever live show on Saturday, which was so amazing and such a huge thing to happen for our podcast, um, you know, being at one of the biggest Bravo events basically of all time. I mean, I will say the Watch What Happens Live live show on Friday was probably the biggest Bravo event of all time, but BravoCon was, you know, a part of that. Yes. So... Were there any like Bravo celebrities that you got to meet that you had not met yet? Because you interview a pretty, like a pretty wide range of Bravo celebrities on your podcast. But was there anybody that you were either excited to meet or that you were pleasantly surprised meeting at BravoCon? I feel like I've met everyone beforehand because we do have people coming on the podcast so often. Except, I think this is my first time meeting Captain Sandy Yawn. Oh. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. I think I had not met, I I hadn't met a lot of the um, Vanderpump Rules cast at that point. But, like, there were so many of them there that I hadn't met a lot of them, you know, individually. So, to have them all in one place was really convenient. So, I think I rounded out my entire Vanderpump Rules cast, which was amazing. Did they mix up any cocktails for you? Any fancy AF cocktails? I I think they were mixing up a lot of cocktails at the after parties. So when I got to interview them, Megan and I did on-camera interviews during the day, like in between panels. I think they were cocktailed out when we were interacting Mm. with them because like... I remember talking to Saucy and I was like, how are you doing? And she was like, I'm so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say, because you guys interviewed so many of them, what would you say was like the juiciest piece of tea that you got or yeah, the juiciest cup of tea that you got from that weekend? Ooh. Okay. I can't say who, sorry, but one of the Southern Charm guys were uh, through a major fit 
behind the scenes. God bravo. That is, like that kick, is true. kick the door upset. Is mm-hmm. there and any reason, like, why were they upset about, like, something that didn't go their way? Or did they get rejected by a fan? I think they were... Uh, no, God, I don't think so. That I think it was funny. more, like, upset with, maybe annoyed with security. Mm. Like, that they weren't getting... They were kind of keeping them from the fans a little bit, I think. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was it. See, Southern Charm people love their fans. <laughs> The only bit of tea that I got, which wasn't really tea, it was actually something that I thought was really, really nice. Um, when I was interviewing Dorinda, I asked about, like, who the hottest house husband was. And Ooh. she actually answered uh, Margaret Joseph's husband, Joe. Really? And really? Asked, <laughs> yes. And, and I was like, I mean, I reacted the same way that you did. I was like, what? Because I love Joe. But, like, when I think yeah, hot yeah. house husband, he's not up there no so I, I you know I, I was like tell me more about that and she was like look the way he treats margaret like, i'm very close with them i just adore them and i actually saw margaret at the daily mail holiday party last week and i mentioned to her i was like i just have to tell you this really nice thing that dorinda said and margaret was like oh my god that's so nice i can't believe she said that i love dorinda she's amazing and i was just like oh i love being able to like eat that so not really tea but i thought it was a really nice little thing that now i I love that to margaret yeah what would be what would be each of your answers or go ahead megan and then answer that oh no i was just gonna say it was so it's interesting to me because joe couldn't look more different than john medesian so it's interesting (laughs) right so (laughs) so who would be your picks Oh my God. Well, I actually, um, I think Evan Goldsnyder, Jackie from Jersey's husband is on the rise mm-hmm. as a hot house husband. And I remember on the podcast calling it out to Megan last season on her first season. I was like, look, we got a glimpse at Evan. I think we have a new hot house husband. I'm not sure. And now this season, I'm telling you, I, I think he's on the come up. Oh, he's like probably my top pick at the moment. Like, I, I feel like Mauricio <laughs> is the hottest one, but like now I feel like Mauricio is a little overrated. Megan, who would be your pick? Um, okay, it's now between Denise Richards' husband Aaron. Oh, I forgot. And about him. yes, um, and I've always been a Harry Hamlin fan, so like, there's something about him that really does it for me. But then I would also just say, I am, I kind of am into a Mr. Girardi type situation. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he would take care of me. He's so supportive. So we have, da- we have, we have daddy me. issues we're working through. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> So are, is there any any teasers that you can give me about, like, another BravoCon? Maybe it may it be coming, like, west or back to the East Coast at some point? Or was this, like, a one-time wham-bam? Thank you, ma'am. I mean, I don't think we honestly know at this point. But I can't imagine that after what we saw a few weeks ago that there wouldn't be another iteration of it at some point in the future. Yeah. Yes, I think conversations are being had. Like right now they're assessing, like how did this one go? And I will say that I just think that everyone in the Bravo offices has been kind of blown away by how well it went. 
you know, and yeah. just like we're very impressed by our fans. Well, I'm impressed. I saw all the photos and I saw all the videos and I listened to all the clips from the panels and it was very, very juicy. I think I heard that Bravo like really hit it out of the park for its first year. So I hope that there's yeah, one. And I, I hope so. that it comes to the West Coast. I mean, I'll gladly fly to That'd New York fun. for it, but I would love for it to be here in L.A. So while we are on the West Coast, I need to talk to you guys about Vanderpump Rules, okay? So they've made a lot of headlines, so I decided we'll just make them, we'll just give them their own kind of n- bullet point number nine. Um, and that's that they're basically all growing up. Like, they're getting engaged, they're getting married, they're buying homes. Like, Jackson and Brittany got married, Stassi and Bo are now um, going to get married, probably, hopefully, next year, if not the year after. And then they're all getting, like, these gorgeous million-dollar homes. What do you guys think about everybody growing growing up on the cast. How do you think that I changes mean, the I know, show? I know for me, like I was a little nervous, like obviously getting to know them behind the scenes. Um, you're happy for them as people that they're growing up and that they're like settling down. But as a fan of the show, which I am, I'm obsessed with. I was like, dear God, like I don't want I don't want the drama to go away, but what I will say is based on the season premiere, I don't think we have anything to worry about. Mm, have you seen it yet? So they showed it at BravoCon. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm excited. What do you guys think about <laughs> our air? Eric- you know, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and I think that us introducing... Uh, a few younger servers mm-hmm. will also keep things spicy. Mm. Eric, what do you think of the yeah. new cast? Do you think that it's, do you think that fans are going to still, are, do you think that they're going to win over all of the fans that already watched the show since we've grown up watching Ariana and Tom and Jax and Stassi? I know. I mean, I think, you know, so many of the cast members have such a special place in our hearts because we, we have seen them grow up so much and change in the last couple of seasons, but <clears throat> I have been keeping my eyes on that gentleman, Brett, who's a new cast member for quite some time. Mm. Like I was watching, <laughs> you know, I mean, I was looking on Instagram and seeing who like was tagging who. And when, exactly. Mm-hmm. When they were doing all of these, like the, the brand shoot and like the opening credit shoot, I was watching who James Kennedy was like tagging. So I made sure to, kind of track some of these people before it was necessarily officially announced. Um, but, you know, I think I think with something like Vanderpump Rules, it's always nice to bring in some fresh blood and to have some new characters to me. And just it opens up the opportunity for new drama because, you know, so many of the cast members, they are doing that like L.A. version of growing up, which is like buying property in the Valley, you know? So it's kind of like we do need to have some fresh faces there to keep things uh keep things spicy oh my god i love it they're turning into eddie sibrian and leon rhymes buying a house in the valley (laughs) right right (laughs) and actually you know oh excuse me and you actually you know what a funny little bit of tea from bravo when i was talking to stassi is i asked her i said you know with everybody moving up to the valley you know what is that like whose house is your favorite to go visit and all of that and they were talking about hanging out with, you know, Tom and Katie and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, what about Tom and Ariana? Like, I know that they have a really great backyard. They have a really cool pool. Like, 
do they have any parties back there? And and Sassy was like, actually, they don't really invite Bo and I over very often. Oh. And I was like, oh, really? And she was like, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, I, you know, I'm not really sure. I haven't been there in a while. And I didn't want to prod too much, but it was sort of like, girl, what's going on there? So maybe there's going to be something we see this season um, that relates to that comment. Who's your favorite couple on the show? I feel like they're all booed up now. Oh, Megan, who's yours? Okay, because I'm now obsessed with Bo, I'd probably say him and Stassi. Yes, I love Bo. He's adorable. I mean, I, I think I would. I, I think I would have to say Tom and Ariana only because really. Of, well, only because of like all of them that I've interacted with, I have spent more time with the two of them. Mm. Um, and so I, I like you know when you kind of get, have more of a personal connection to someone, you might like feel closer to them. But I also have like a really weird soft spot in my heart for like James Kennedy and Raquel. Like oh, I can't explain it. That's it. You are you are canceled. Swipe left. No way, Jose. I know. I'm like in the cheese stands alone, Aaron. <laughs> it's just like her doe eyes. Like I don't know what it is. There's something that I'm just like I just I'm weirdly rooting for them. I don't know. Okay, let's move into number eight. Let's go back to the East Coast. Real Housewives of New York. Let's talk about Luann's sobriety and her cabaret comeback. So have any of you seen any of her cabaret shows yet? Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You hear that? Your dog knows. Spring is coming sooner than you think. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas are an itchy nuisance and can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMed's pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best flea and tick products for your pet. PetMed's offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including Nexgard, Simperica, and more. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com promo code PODCAST for 40% off your first auto ship order. So actually, I was at not the very first one, but the one where they filmed for the season finale a couple Mm, seasons mm -hmm. ago. We actually, you know, Megan and I, in addition to the podcast, we are part of the BravoTV.com like digital team. And there were a couple extra tickets that were under our department for that show. And one of our coworkers was like, oh, my God, let's go. And I said, OK, hell yeah, I'd love to go see Luann's Cabaret. Um, and at that time, it was like, you know, the 54 below. And it was a lot of like really major Broadway stars that came yeah. through Laura Benanti. I mean, Rachel Dratz was there. You guys, I mean, you, everyone saw it on, on TV. You know, Sonia flashed your butt. Like, it was amazing. It was so much fun. And just to see how far Luann has come 
even now with her tour and everything, like I remember days when she was like performing at Macy's, you know, <laughs> on like a nine foot by nine stage yeah, and being like, there are some great sales here today at Macy's, you know, and then to see her be able to accomplish something <laughs> like this, like regardless of what you think of Luann, like that's pretty amazing. Oh my God. I need a video of her performing at Macy's talking about the sales. I'm telling you. It went viral, like, right before Thanksgiving because people were, like, talking about, you know, Black Friday, Macy's sales or whatever. And it was, like, I, I don't know if it got picked up on Instagram or if it was maybe on Reddit that I saw it. But I, I saw the video and I was, like, wow, how far we have come. <laughs> so, Megan, what do you think about all the ladies that were kind of giving her shit last season, saying that she had a god, a god complex and saying that her ego had gotten so big? Do you think that um, she really did have that big of an ego that came from the cabaret? Or do you think it's always kind of been there for, for Luann? You know, I regularly go back to the beginning of all of our franchises and I like to give them a rewatch. And I do think that Luann has always had this, people have always viewed her as thinking she's superior, right? Like it was always the countess thing mm -hmm. and... The, the, they felt like she was putting on a facade with her marriage to the Count and all of that. So I do think that there has always been that element with Luann. And I, I think she is feeling herself right now. Like, we do have to understand that she had such a, a rough road with, you know, getting arrested and then the, having to go to rehab. So, like, of course, she's kind of glomming on to this success. So I, I get both sides, I think. Okay, so let's switch over to OC for number seven. I want to talk about Megan Edmonds and her split from her bay and how Vicky kind of predicted that this relationship was going to crumble. Do you guys, did you guys <laughs> expect this breakup to, to happen? And what do you think about Vicky's um, psychic powers, Megan? <laughs> um, you know, I always felt like there was something that we weren't seeing when they were on the show between them. Like, there, it seemed like something was missing from the relationship. But it's also hard to know that cause someone like Jim Edmonds, maybe you never just knew if he was uncomfortable filming, which definitely happens sometimes. Vicky being psychic, I mean... <laughs> She wasn't all that psychic when it came to Brooks, but mm. I think it could be just a little <laughs> bit of a coincidence, maybe. Um, I did. I was at the OC reunion taping, and I asked everyone backstage, you know, have you talked to Megan? Because the news had hit just like two days before, and they all are sort of reaching out to her and making sure she's okay, which I thought was really great. What do you guys think about Vicky getting demoted to a friend? Do you think that as an OG, she deserved that? Will she, will her little ultimatum be shaking things up next season? What's your take on Vicky, Megan? Oh. Um, I wasn't totally surprised, I guess. that. I mean, I think that for fans, it's like a big, because she is the OG of all of our franchises. But I just think sometimes our shows need a little bit of a shakeup. Yeah. And yeah. I sort of I sort of have enjoyed 
<clears throat> whether this is right or not, like just watching sort of how everyone's reacted to this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also with Vicky last season, you know, I think we saw a bit of a change in her and we've seen a bit of a change in her since she, she got with Steve. Um, and she's a little bit more reserved and she's like, I'm a grandma. I don't want to whoop it up anymore. And I think a lot of the things that drew people in Vicky, we're not totally seeing the same Vicky that we, we once did. Um, so it's kind of understandable. And I mean, as much as she may have been demoted friend, you know, she still has been a huge part of this season in terms of, you know, I keep saying that Sam is the putter, but like the more we go into the season, I'm like, well, maybe it really is Vicky. I don't know. So at least we still have a pretty strong presence with her this season. Yeah. And we're going to have a strong presence from her at the reunion too. Oh. I mean, true. At BravoCon, I asked Andy, you know, like, who did you think was, you know, the MVP of this reunion? Because I, I definitely thought it was Vicky, and he said the same thing. I love all the, like, the teasers you guys are giving. There's so much teasing. <laughs> okay, so That's let's talk. we're here for. <laughs> let's talk about another, another big, um, well, actually, there were two big exits this year from the Housewives franchises that made a lot of headlines. First up was Bethany from Real Housewives of New York. How do you think Bethany leaving is going to affect the upcoming season? Eric, we'll start oh, with you. Wow. Yeah, well, interestingly enough, I was also, when I was at BravoCon, at the Roni panel, and the same question came up to the women, and Ramona went right for the, well, I think this season is going to be better without Bethany. Of course. <laughs> and, and I was like, whoa. And the audience, you know, definitely had a mixed reaction to that, because Bethany is a fan favorite, mm -hmm. and... I love Bethany. I mean, she honestly, everyone on that show in their own way makes me laugh, especially people, you know, like Sonia, even Ramona, but like Bethany makes me laugh in such a different way. Yeah. So I will definitely, definitely miss her presence on the show. But, you know, a lot of people keep saying we've had the show without her before. You yeah. know, she has left in the past and she's come back, whatever. Who knows what will come in the future? But I think with the cast that we have now, plus the new housewife that's coming on, Leah, you know, I think we have to give it a shot. And Roni is truly one of the best shows on television. So, like, with or without Bethany, like, we will carry on. It's funny. It has drama. It has, like, so many different components to it that just really make it a great, a great show. Megan, do you think Bethany will ever come back to the franchise? Or do you think at this point she's, like, Dunzos? Because she wasn't even at BravoCon. Right, yeah, I, I'm curious, too, you know, if she would. I think she just has a lot going on, and maybe someday, I never say never, but I will say that, for me, it wasn't as necessarily devastating as, like, Elisa Vanderpump leaving Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, only because I feel like Lisa still has so many unresolved issues with everyone. But Bethany kind of left on a an okay note, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like we had closure as fans. Yeah. Well, let's actually talk about Lisa and the whole doggy gate on Beverly Hills. What did you guys think about the storyline last season with doggy gate and Lisa not showing up to the reunion and kind of cutting out the cast? Do you think that there's well, any you know closure that may come from that? Well, 
if closure comes from it, I think it's going to happen off camera um, between Lisa and the other women. But what's really interesting about last season and Puppygate and everything that Lisa went through. So Megan and I kind of had this weird journey with Lisa last season where we interviewed her when Vanderpump Rules had first started and before Beverly Hills started airing. But the teaser had come out. And Megan asked Lisa, like, what did you think about the super tease for the new season of Beverly Hills? Because it was major with the huge fight between her and Kyle and all this stuff. And Lisa was like, well, I haven't actually watched it. And we were like, really? And she was like, no, I just like, I had a really rough time, a really rough year. I, I have no interest in, you know, watching that. And we were like, wow. And then maybe, you know, into the season about halfway, we were um, guest bartenders on Watch What Happens Live. And Lisa was the guest and we didn't totally know it at the time, but that was her last appearance on Watch What Happens Live as a housewife, technically. Mm. So even when we saw her backstage, she's like, oh, hey, how are you guys ever, you know, and like she made some kind of passing comment that was just sort of like, you know, hinting that it was sort of the end of her run on Housewives and Ken was backstage and said something too. So, you know, it was just interesting to have not necessarily Lisa's perspective through the whole experience, but being able to get these like clues from her personally along the way. And it kind of made us watching this season, you know, see it maybe in a bit of a different light, I guess. So were you, so you weren't surprised when she announced that she wouldn't be at the reunion? Um, Well, I was at the taping and it like no one, yes, yeah, she had said to the, I think it was the Daily Mail that she wasn't going to be going. But I will say that everyone in production was like, it could happen still. Like they were all sort of waiting for her to be like, never mind, here I am. And yeah. all of the women, like the energy when they were on the couches and in between, like filming, would say to Andy, like, you better give us a warning if she comes. So it was interesting. Were you team Lisa or team everybody else that season with the whole doggy gate? Oh my God. I was team Apple, Apple, Juicy, Lucy. What was the dog's name? <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, Lucy, I just Apple wanted, Yes, I just wanted the dog to be okay. I mean, yeah. I have a really difficult time picking sides in a lot of situations. And it's just part of my nature and my character of being like, well, I can see it this way and I can see it this way, you know, which I think is a good thing, but can be a bad thing. So it was just for me, by the time we got to the end of the season, I was just so sick and tired of talking about Puppygate that I was just sort of like, I just want it to be over. I don't care how it ends. Let's just end it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let's move up to number four, Real Housewives of OC, Gina. What did you guys think when news broke of her DUI? Was that shocking? Well, I think it was the... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think uh, it was... It's always surprising to hear something like that. And especially Gina, like, has never been someone who... Like, if you were to guess, you know, who that would happen to, I would never say Gina. Yeah. I agree. I was, but I feel like she, she handled it really well. She did. She right. seems to have recovered because, from it fairly, fairly well. 
Like it didn't really yeah, knock I mean, her down or, or like get her to like run away from um, the show or from the press. Like she really kind of took accountability and ownership and, and pushed through it. Yeah. Well, and I think when, you know, we started talking about it as we saw it all unfold on the show, Megan and I were like, we kind of, not that we forgot the severity of what it means to get a DUI, but like, we didn't really, you hear about it in the news when it happens to celebrities or whoever, like they get DUIs. I mean, looking back at like 2007 was just like the year of like oh, celebrity yeah. Lindsay, DUIs yep. and celebrity. You know, right. So it's just like, you're almost um, like numb to it and you don't really see, you see the headlines, but you don't see the repercussions. So this season we've been able to really see the repercussions of what this means for Gina. And it's like, it's making her, you know, really it's challenging the way she raises her kids she has to uber everywhere and it's sort of like people are like oh well, she has to uber who cares but it's just you, you really see the impact that it has on someone like her who not only is she like a mom but she's going through this divorce with matt and then she has this to deal with on top of everything else so it's just like she's having a really rough go of it but i think it's important to see how she's dealing with it and overall i mean i think she is doing pretty well yeah, she really, yeah, she, if any, if there's any example of somebody to be like ha- going through such a rough time and to be moving through it as best as you can for your family and to watch that journey on TV, she's definitely, um, I agree, she's handling it very, very well. Okay, let's move to Atlanta. Let's talk about Portia and Dennis, this whole cheating scandal. What do you guys think of Dennis, Megan? Are you a fan of Dennis? Well, is he in your top I, three housewives' I... husbands? <laughs> okay, no, I will not go that far. I will say, though, I was devastated when they first announced their split because I had just finished watching Portia's spinoff, and it, they just were really cute together, and he yeah. was so funny and so supportive of her. Now it's like this very big question mark of what actually happened to make them break up. Like, we're sort of going through it this season with Portia, and... I'm like, wait, but what happened exactly? Was it just the cheating or was there more? So, I mean, we do know that they're together right now. So, what I guess do you, yeah. whatever it was wasn't completely unforgivable. What do you think, Eric? One's a cheater, always a cheater? Or is there real hope for these two? Well, you know, I was extremely hesitant of Dennis at first. And even as last season played out and then the baby special, like, I was like, this was all happening within the span of a single year, really. And by the end of the baby special, like Megan said, I had really kind of warmed up to Dennis. And I was kind of like, okay, I think that they can make this work. And then the news broke and all of this sort of stuff. And I was just like, oh my God. I, I wasn't totally, I guess, like shocked by it. But I, I just felt so bad for Portia because I thought, like, I thought, she thought that she had really figured it all out and yeah. that she really had something great going for her. And she did. And then it all kind of fell to pieces. But, you know, we do know that she's back with Dennis at this point. They are reengaged. She announced it on Watch What Happens Live. And what's also funny is that she brought it up at the Atlanta panel at BravoCon. And she got booed by the audience when she mentioned that she was back with Dennis. So wow. I think the general sentiment around him is kind of negative at this point because what we're seeing on air right now is the aftermath. And we're seeing Portia like really upset going to therapy. She's crying. She's, you know, she's in such a raw emotional place on the show. So it's kind of understandable, but it will be interesting to see how 
they come back together and what we're going to see play out through the rest of the season. Yeah, that's going to be a real, I think because the fan, like as, as viewers, we like love the housewives and we always want to root for the housewives that anytime somebody does anything wrong to them, like sure we can, we can take teams and sides when there are spats between them on camera. But if it's an outsider coming in and hurting them, then it's like, don't you dare come from my housewife. Don't you come from my Porsche. Right. It's true. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Michael Darby. Let's move over to Potomac. What do you guys think of the whole Michael Darby scandal? Were you were you surprised, Megan? I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts, and I go back and forth. Like, Eric and I have this conversation on the podcast a lot. There's a really big question mark on that situation with his sexuality, I think. Now, Megan, no, I've, I've I talked to, so I've talked to a lot of like my girlfriends who say that like, if their guy happened to be bi or happened to also be interested in men, that that would be a deal breaker for them. What do you, where's your stance on that? If like you were dating a guy that happened to be interested in men. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Megan is married, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I read. I, I I guess I would say that would be my dream come true. I'm always trying to get my husband to be a little gayer. Um, so I'd be okay with it. But yeah, I think that's a conversation you should probably have before you get married. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's move into our our number one biggest headline this year, and that was the whole Teresa, Joe, Judice. Like, there's just so much that happened between the two of them this year from, um, you know, the the whole drama that went down with Ice to him leaving to Italy to now, I mean, they've obviously taped a special for Bravo together. Do you, I guess the biggest question is, do either of you guys think that, maybe we'll start with you, Megan, do either of you guys think that they are going to stay together, especially? since we see Joe being so thirsty in her Instagram comments. It seems like he's interested in her, but I mean, when she has all these 21-year-old boyfriends, like it kind of sounds like she might be done with it. What do you think, Megan? Is there hope for them? I, It's confusing as a fan because watching that Watch What Happens Live special with them, I would have said, no way. Yeah. Like they will never get back together. But you he isn't leaving these comments and it did, you know, just the photos, like I can't wait to see the actual footage of what they got, yeah. but it seems like things are in a better place. But at the same time, and unless he, and he mentioned this in the watch what happens live special, he could move to Canada, let's say, and then he's not so far like Teresa and the kids could live there and it would make for a much easier commuting on Teresa's. Oh part. yeah. But then, but then I feel like then no more Jersey Housewives. I don't know if she'd be ready to give that up. So mm. a lot of layers to it. And I have no idea how someone even deals with that situation. I know they've been yeah. together for so long. And like he was the rock and like the, he was her whole world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Teresa has changed a lot in the last couple of years. And, you know, my prediction at this point is is that they are not going to get back together. You know, I mean, and it makes sense. Like they, they've been apart for so long and they really do fundamentally love each other. And we know that, but it's like, 
you know, like Megan was saying, kind of like the logistics of it. Like, how do they actually make something like this work? Like, I think it's just one of those things where the circumstances are, are too much and, and they're not going to be able to be together like a married couple really ever again. So, you know, divorce, I, just, I mean, it seems like there's still a, a, an amount of loyalty that they both have towards each other. So I, I don't know, but I, I don't see a way for it to really really work, work at out. the end of the day yeah we are never ever ever getting back <laughs> together i mean truly you know yeah i think at this point like it's just it's done so there's no way they can realistically be together um i mean even if he did move to canada i think she's just i think she's over it at this point i think she has a lot of um you know feelings that she hasn't really processed yet that are slowly starting to come out and it's a lot it's a lot teresa do you yeah. guys well, thank you guys so much for. The, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was. I, I was just say what's even worse is like, regardless of their relationship, it's just sad at the end of the day too that like it's the daughters really who are suffering, suffering. kind of the most. You know? Yeah. I know, poor Melania. She just wants to grow up. I know. I, I love just want to grow up. I got plans to <laughs> blow up. Mama said it ain't easy, oh. but I don't care. So what? Oh my God, that's my favorite okay. jam. You have no idea how many times you. I listen to that. In the <laughs> office, we play it all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's legit my favorite housewife song ever. It's a really good song. <laughs> and it's not even by a housewife. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say that probably the best part of 2019 was... I can't wait to grow up. I hope we get more music from Melania in 2020. Me too. A big thank you to Zach Peters for having us to be on his podcast, No Filter. It was super fun. Be sure to check out No Filter anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcasts and follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Just Plain Zach. His show also has their own Instagram as well. It's No Filter with Zach. And we'll be back with our regularly scheduled episode this Thursday. Bye. Bye. And remember, watching Bravo isn't a guilty pleasure. It's self-care. Guys, let's keep the conversation going. We want to talk to you all week long, not just Thursdays. You can find us on Instagram at Bravo Daily Dish. And on Twitter at Bravo TV. Just don't forget to use the hashtag Bravo Daily Dish. Or reach out to us personally. I'm everywhere at Meg Segura. And I'm everywhere at Eric J. Mack. That's E-R-I-K. And if you're on Facebook, join the Daily Dish Facebook group. You can post about what you're watching, your favorite shows, who's your favorite housewife, ask a question, start some drama. There's a lot of good stuff in there, so check it out. You can also learn more about the podcast at bravotv.com. Bye, guys. Bye. Looking fun, and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy, miss me, kiss me. It's all a lighthearted nightmare on our podcast, Morbid. We're your hosts. I'm Alina Urquhart. And I'm Ash Kelly. And our show is part true crime, part spooky, and part comedy. The stories we cover are well-researched. He claimed and confessed to officially killing up to 28 people. With a touch of humor. I'd just like to go ahead and say that if there's no band called Malevolent Deity, that is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This motherfucker 
lied. Like a liar. Like a liar. And if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal, or you love to hop in the Wayback Machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes, you should tune in to our podcast, Morbid. Follow Morbid on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us in Pura. Promised to keep you safe. I killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pure. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery+. Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus. <laughs>